Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 57 uh, in season freedom, episode seven, seventh in the episode in the season. Very exciting. Usually we only have five episodes a season, um, but for this particular one in season freedom, I really wanted to continue to like educate and push the bill a little bit longer. There's a lot more to talk about, uh, and today is not any different, and we'll probably have at least one more episode after this. I believe our next guest will probably end up being Vinay Gupta from Ethereum, as soon as I can nail down a good time to talk to him since he's in the UK. But all that aside, uh, I'm back this week with one of my loyal co-hosts. Uh, Demetrius is out like killing the game, uh, the consultant game, so he can't make it this week. But of course, I'm here with uh, Corey. Corey, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Corey Petty here. As always, happy to be on Block Channel. Uh, host the Bitcoin podcast, host the Hashing It Out. Catch us on the BitcoinPodcast.com and block channel is shit. So happy to hear, happy to be here and happy to be talking to some of the projects that Mackie finds and, and introduces to me. Awesome. And so, you know, kind of just we'll go ahead and lead this conversation with a disclaimer uh, and disclose that uh, Amentum is an advisor to this company. So our, our fund, uh, Amentum Capital Fund Alpha LP, uh, are currently advising these awesome guys at Provide, who I met at ETH Atlanta, um, sometime in the middle of late of like 2018. These guys are awesome. So I wanted to bring Kyle on the show to walk us through like kind of his company, what is what he's building, where his head's at, his general perspective on what he's building in the Southeast, because um, he's actually based out of Atlanta, uh, which is one of the payment capitals in the U.S., as I've learned. Um, and so, you know, it's an interesting take outside of the Boston, New York, uh, L.A. and SF Bay Area crypto scene. So we should have a lot of good things to say. So that being said, uh, Kyle Thomas, CEO of Provide, uh, can you do us a favor and, you know, be a little personable with us? Let's build some rapport and kind of give us information on your background and who you are and how you fell into the technology space before we get into about what's going on with the company. Sure. Thanks, Stephen, and, and thanks, Corey. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Kyle Thomas, uh, founder of Provide. Uh, I got into technology. At, you know, I studied marketing many many moons ago um, at, at the University of Kentucky, and uh, really, I got into technology when I was like 14. Like, uh, you know, needed a Counter Strike clan, needed some you know tech to run it. So that's how you get, that's how you start <laughs> writing code. <laughs> that's how you start writing code when you're 14. Then later on, when you're in college, you start building companies, apparently, and you uh, you study marketing, but you don't go to class, you write code instead. That's how you learn how to write code. <laughs> you don't go to class, you don't go to, you don't go to test, you learn how to write code, that's better, um, when you're a marketing major. So after that, uh, <laughs> so, so after the, the marketing major um, and, and the all-night code writing for years, um, I found myself uh, in Atlanta, uh, I found myself uh, building provide uh, the first iteration of provide, which is a supply, which was a supply chain platform. Uh, we had a, um, uh, some, some, some initial traction on a, on a first iteration of a, of a platform that did like nearest neighbor routing and stuff for, for supply chains, uh, for big ticket retail. Mm -hmm. Um, we had a deal fall through and I, I kind of, uh, it was kind of like an Uber ish for X kind of platform. And I, I, I took a step back from it at the time. And I was like, do I really want to do this? Cause I'd been looking into crypto for, for a couple of years prior. Mm -hmm. Um, and like slowly doing research on, on that and, and like being really just really intrigued by um, the opportunities I saw, especially with regard to like enterprise blockchain and enterprise crypto mm -hmm. um, at some at some point in the future. And so I took a step back from from the platform that I've been building 
Um, and I went to DC and I, I, I was, I was doing some cybersecurity, uh, work, um, you know, pretty fun projects. Um, and I was just continuing to do research and I decided that I wanted to, I eventually I decided I wanted to pivot and go like full bore on, on the crypto space and the blockchain space and pivot provide into this and pivot provide platform into the space. Mm-hmm. And so I open sourced everything that I did prior on provide and there's, there's some interesting stuff and, and Stephen, we've talked about a little mm-hmm. bit of it. Um, well, mm-hmm. There's some interesting stuff to do with it later, but like the platform pivoted totally. And we, and we've, and we've gone down this path to create a blockchain platform mm-hmm. that makes block that makes blockchain development easy for developers. Mm-hmm. And so essentially like we'll orchestrate a blockchain network for you. Mm-hmm. And the difference between what we do in, with, with our orchestration uh, and others in the space like Kaleido from out of consensus, mm-hmm. um, like s- s- other players will, uh, actually eat the cost of the, of the infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, and the orchestra that's orchestrated. And then they'll, and then they'll like add a, a fee on top of it. They'll add margin on top of it to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we actually orchestrate a net- the network for you and we let you own it. So if you mm-hmm. want to put it in your data, in your data center, or you want to, um, use your credentials for Amazon or Azure, uh, and host those host that infrastructure on your account. It's just the cost of that infrastructure to you. So mm-hmm. we can orchestrate a, like a global blockchain network in a few minutes for you. And we, nice. we our go to market our go to market was the EVM, but we have support for like for, for now for the Bitcoin network. And and so of course like that Elcoin there's Elcoin support. Yeah. Um, so so let's just go ahead and like of course the Handshake project. You know, as a member of the Handshake Alliance, we've mm-hmm. we've spent some some good cycles uh, getting that getting that kind of baked up too. Okay, so let's just go ahead and just sort of uh, take a few steps back. Now we got an idea of like how you fell into the space. So, um, you know, you were marketing, um, but you were all about the code, chopping up code, uh, you know, evolved from there, working with some other projects in relation to like defense uh, and, and things of that nature. And then you extended into like building like your first company, um, Provide. Now, was Provide one of the first? Like, oh, no, that you no, no, no. I, I started a few. I started one in college and failed. I was too early to market, right? Uh, I started a fitness company that was, uh, and I worked on it for about three years while in college. Had a really solid business mentor. Filed a patent app, like a provisional patent. No, not provisional. A full, more uh, full-blown patent application um, that was like six months sh- uh, short of actually. Um, it pended for three years and, and it got tossed out. It was like there was prior art six months before. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that 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 failed. I moved on to do consulting. I moved to San Francisco uh, for about a year. Uh, I stayed in uh, in North Bay and and in uh, the Valley for a little while also. Mm-hmm. Um, so for about a year, year and year and a quarter, I lived in San Francisco, and then uh, then I found myself in Atlanta, and, and that's where I started started provide. So I had, I had many technology uh, startup kind of ideas that all I would do is write the code for, and I, I wasn't a mature enough entrepreneur yet to to take it from code to market. Um, mm-hmm. You you got to do business and technology. You can't just write code and expect it to sell itself. Um, yeah. and so, so I mm-hmm. uh, many. Many, many years ago, you know, I, I had a few of those where I've got like amazing products that people are releasing today. Like I would look at that. I'm like, oh, shit, I built that 10 years ago. Oh, that's a brand new product for you today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, but now I think I've, I've matured into the, the uh, for, as an entrepreneur to, um, to not only build it, build it, but also take it to market at the same time. Awesome. So go on, you want to go ahead, Patty. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. It seems as though your focus is on enterprise. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a platform as a service for developers, by developers, and with a focus towards the enterprise blockchain. Why them? What is it about them that is a go to, is, a, is a great business strategy for you? What do you think that they want or need that they can't do themselves that you're providing for them? Great question. So 
the idea to take this this pivoted platform to the enterprise actually happened in East Denver 2018. We were we were we'd been building the platform. We were walking through uh, the hacker rooms at East Denver, and we were like, um, you know, there's a, a huge vacuum in Atlanta for enterprise blockchain, just because of the enterprise presence in Atlanta and our strategic position in Atlanta. Um, we knew we had the connections to the enterprise, and we were like, let's let's, let's actually host East Atlanta as an initial an initial like um, way to get up, get ourselves on the map as thought leaders in the space. Mm-hmm. So we did we did East Atlanta. We invited you know we, we connected with Troy. Uh, at who through East Memphis, who launched, who uh, organized East Memphis, he got us in touch with Stephen, and Stephen like got us in touch with a you know, significant amount of the community. We had lots of, of awesome speakers, and, and uh, we had a lot of like a lot of good positive adoption or attendance at uh, at East Atlanta, uh, which is which was in the in the facility uh, where we have our offices currently. Um, and so it, it was nice because we were able to like get a lot of people to use the platform in a weekend to provide platform. Like this was last September, and, and we are gonna we're gonna do East Atlanta again either September October this year. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a lot of people like use the platform during that weekend, and uh, it was it was really uh, it was really positive and really hardened the platform. And we had a lot of like enterprise folks from uh, the community here. Uh, I won't name names, but like really large corporations from various mm-hmm. verticals in, in supply chain and healthcare and insurance and. Um, they all came and spoke and, uh, we, you know, we got to meet them and it really, it really worked to establish ourselves. We really, it really did work to establish thought leadership in here in Atlanta. Um, and so we just continued down that path and we, we've like, we found some, some folks who were like, yeah, that's really, that's, that's really valuable. We want to, uh, we want to like shorten our time to market. We want to lower the cost of total cost of ownership of blockchain as an enterprise, you know, and, and really what we say to them is, well, do you really know why you're going to use blockchain? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's like we don't we're not just like, hey, blockchain for everything. We're like this blockchain for the right reasons. Um, you know, and so as an enterprise, it's important, you know, in order in order to adopt this technology to do it for the right reasons. And so that's kind of what we're more of a proponent of. Um, we yeah. are it, because, because of that, like that implies like, hey, business leaders don't really understand blockchain yet. You know, mm-hmm. our platform, it solves a couple of problems. It solves the problem that, hey, blockchain is really complicated. Peer-to-peer networks don't look the same as, as uh, traditional enterprise centralized networks. Um, they, they, they just don't. So how do you scale them? So we solved the problem of the complexity of blockchain, and we solved the problem that there's not enough developers that know it. And so that's those are two things that enterprises have, right? They, they don't have any developers that know it because they haven't had the, the, like, the ability to invest in it yet because all mm-hmm. our developers in their day jobs writing code for the business and we're scared yes. to be honest no, I think, developers are scarce and they're expensive too so like i some, think you i think you hit the nail on the head there i'm sorry go ahead hey, you're kind i of wanted fun. to make it yeah uh, so so basically i think you know uh, another thing to like add as an addendum to what kyle said that's very important is to understand like kind of the language of the different developer niche types right so you've got like your hackery type of developers that just want to hack stuff together and build cool shit. You've got your low-level cryptography-like developers that want to like build, extend, and scale like these low-level systems. And then you have what I like to call like your enterprise career-minded developers, where it's their job to build shit that works and to build stuff that works well and can like modularly work inside a large enterprise. And so I think the, the the key strategic advantage that Kyle has and also being down there in the South and like being a company that is building, uh, you know, basically the picks and the shovels to help folks access these networks more seamlessly is, is, is really important because ultimately these guys are going to figure out they're going to spend X amount of money trying to figure out the requirements analysis, um, their overall tools, how it is they want to build things, how they want to architect their things, and they're going to throw stuff to the wall to see what sticks. 
And to be able yeah. to move quickly through the POC phase and through like, you know, the the, the confirmation of internal stakeholders and being able to dictate this is something scalable to something that would improve our business and our bottom line and da, 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 da. anything that expedites that process is better. And those people with those normal enterprise programmer day jobs, they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And they're actually going to bring the largest amount of adoption because they have families to go home to at the end of the week on the weekends that they want to spend time with and in the evenings. And they're going to be the ones to like wholly legitimize the industry. So by, uh, you know, Kyle providing, uh, you know, what they need via provide, uh, we should be able to garner a lot more consumer adoption indirectly from focusing on the enterprise developers who ultimately in the end of the day just need to build for the sake of building and need to build on top of things that work. Yeah. Yep. From my experience in enterprise companies and as the blockchain SME, basically for a, for like one of all, like for a very large company, it's you hit the nail on the head. Like they don't know what they're doing, but they want to do it. A lot of I got I heard a lot of people say, "What's our blockchain strategy? How do we how do we use this? How do we incorporate it? How do we how do we sell it? So on and so forth." And they want ideas, and they want certain things, and we have a lot of developers to throw at this, but they don't really know what they're doing. So can you also educate them? And it it was it was overwhelming. It's too much to do, right? And exactly. you spend all these different things that end up going nowhere, and waste a tremendous amount of money in the process of trying to build the infrastructure to just do half of these things. Having a service like this that would be provided like that to not only host, maintain, manage, and so forth, but also allow people who don't know the backend infrastructure or how to handle this stuff and set it up properly so you can build on it, you can just do that in whatever code they're comfortable with. And as I was looking through this platform, that seems to be the way you've done it in an intuitive way. So can you talk a little bit about like what the platform does and how someone interacts with it from like from the get-go? Yeah, I, I like to compare it to Twilio. You know, like Twilio gave developers SMS and Provide is giving developers blockchain in a similar way. You know, like as a developer, you didn't have to like stand up a cell tower to like send an SMS all of a sudden, you know, back in 2008 because Twilio came around and was like, here's a line of code. There's, all of a sudden, there's a line of code you can drop in your application and, uh, and, and all of a sudden you're sending SMS. Same thing for blockchain. And so developers, you know, who want to interact with smart contracts and want to interact with blockchain can just use provide to do that. And so it, it reduces the number of, of really expensive expert blockchain developers that are needed to build uh, sophisticated blockchain applications. And I, I mentioned we went to market with the EVM and, you know, there's lots of nuances and, and really like intricacy and, and um, complicated. Uh, there's complicated computer science involved in order to get the uh, to get value, extract value out of the EVM. Even if you don't, even if you're, you're just, just like a Web3 like API integrator, like you still have, there's a lot of complexity to actually, uh, you know, to make to make a, a, a fault tolerant blockchain application on the EVM today. And we pride, like we pride ourselves on on just how robust our platform is and how much um, how much we actually cover. Uh, we really can bubble up all the value and, and allow true enterprise developers to leverage this technology. That's not going to get any easier either. And so, like, I'd say it's maybe a couple of years ago. I guess even when we would have just Bitcoin, it was probably the easiest. Or when Ethereum first started, and people were just playing around with smart contracts, really, like, you know, pretty generalized, robust smart contracts. Um, that was the easiest way to, like, do something. Granted, it was never going to be production ready in an enterprise level system. But as we keep building different layers, layer two solutions like, you know, Raiden, Plasma, 
Lightning Network for Bitcoin, any of these types of things we're building on top of it and the, and, and the stack grows, that amount of knowledge to actually build an end-user application that works at a, at, at a, at a production rate is going to get larger and larger and larger and more and more and more complicated, which means that services like Provide that are trying to like package all of that up in an intuitive way are going to become more and more and more important. Exactly. And, and especially like the contract internal transactions that you, that happen, like the complexity of like creating hierarchical smart contracts. Um, it, it's not, it's kind of like a, a black box for anyone in the enterprise space. Like if you have a contract, smart contract that, that, emits certain internal like contract internal transactions those transactions can have any number of opcodes that can um affect the state of the uh, the state of the, of the vm and a lot of information is obfuscated uh based on like that execution and I, I think it's like very largely overlooked today in any in any solutions that i've seen on the market uh including like etherscan which which is a great tool but you know there, there's there's there are shortcomings all over the place. I have not seen a solution as robust as Provide Platform that to, to provide the uh, uh, the extensibility and the interoperability um, to developers for uh, contracts and uh, that have been essentially created as a result of contract internal transactions. So a little bit technical, but like um, you know, it's super valuable and, and it's like I think largely overlooked in the in the space today. Oh yeah. What would you think is the biggest barrier to entry right now for your company as like you kind of because you're working with like, uh, you know, multiple sided market here of like the developers, you know, B2B related like businesses and then, you know, eventually trying to like, you know, garner and capture, you know, the uh, eventual end of like consumers, um, not as much so. So I guess more so of a two prong market. So what do you see the biggest barriers of interest between provide and more business partnerships? and provide and like being number one in like generalized enterprise and you know provisioning like what does it take for you to be at the apex of that so i do think there's a consumer effect here that will happen um, okay. based on businesses that are based on businesses that adopt the platform like you can build mm -hmm. a, a b2c b2c business on provide all day long uh, yeah. and i do so i do i do think that'll happen mm -hmm. uh, with regard with regards to like barriers to entry in the in the business space because we are focused on the enterprise space initially uh, I think it's the, the biggest barrier is, is that enterprise, like business leaders don't understand blockchain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because they don't understand blockchain, there's this, um, there's this gap. And there are some like, you know, magic quadrant players that are, that we're talking with about using our platform. There are some large yeah, SMBs that are, you know, that are already using the platform. The commonality between all of these players is the, the fact that there is a business problem still that's it's represented by the inefficiencies uh, in the financial market. And so because of, because of the, the existing financial rails that we have, that people are integrated with, because of this, these inefficiencies, that there's, this, there's this opportunity for payment. Um, and so what we're doing at Provide is, is in order, instead of like trying to raise money uh, to, to essentially like fight the current and educate the market and educate business leaders, we're actually building a payment solution on top of our platform and we're building a privacy solution on top of our platform that, um, that, drive, that drive API volume and also drive uh, transactional revenue from from like traditional payments business. And so it's easy to go and tell business leaders, hey, would you like to save 50% off of your transaction fees for your B2B supply chain settlement uh, mm -hmm. solution, like process, like your business process is inefficient, want to save half of that billion dollars that you're, that you're or whatever, but you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there, there's, there's a, a lot of like 
uh, the, the same every 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 section segment of the market has the same problem is their their settlement their their payment settlement is too expensive. And so we're building a solution on the, on a platform to help educate the market and make money at the same time instead of trying to go out and educate the market. I think blockchain needs to be kind of behind the scenes right now. It needs to be something that's driving value for business. Uh, so and you can point at it later after the value has been delivered and say that was powered by blockchain, and people can mm-hmm. say, "Whoa, that was a blockchain solution." And because because then the, there there will be enlightenment. Uh, people will mm-hmm. learn about how blockchain can provide value to business. Business leaders will continue to get more knowledgeable about how to build decentralized uh, you know business models with their their partners, um, and then the, there will be more adoption on the platform. And I actually like am a firm believer in the fact that even though consumers will eventually use crypto, you know, blockchain related, you know, solutions without even realizing it, I actually think that the 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 end of that where they eventually find out that they're using Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, say like Ethereum or something abstracted on some layer two related mechanism, honestly don't even think that part's even important. I think really what's important is just like the use case. At the, at the end of the day, you're going to talk to the efficiencies and the value added gain from the uh, software itself, not necessarily, um, you know, from the actual underlying technology, right? You don't you don't thank TCPIP for that thing you found on the internet. You just think you know, <laughs> Facebook right. or dig.com or, you know, Reddit or wherever it is you found something on the internet, you know, historically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think those use cases are going to be the even larger, largest like uh, benefactors of adoption, especially in relation to like B2C, because if they can like reduce the uh, inefficiencies of their platform, say for like payment settlement, things of that nature, using something like provide. Uh, and then, like, you know, uh, pass those savings on to the consumer. And now the consumers get new use cases, new sustainable use cases that they never could have had prior because those rails weren't existing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's that's where the magic happens, because I don't I don't give a shit what's running my stuff at the end of the day. I just want it to just be amazing. And then if I'm a super nerd and I'm really into it, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper about how all of it works. But, you know, most of us love Facebook. We love Twitter. We love Snapchat. But we don't really give a damn about the inner workings of how it all ties together. How does, uh, yeah, who cares? Yeah, no one, no one does, really, frankly, unless you're an investor or an engineer um, or, you know, a, a soon to be, you know, dinosaur extinct, you know, financial company. Those are the only folks that really care about the, the oh, and regulators, <laughs> about what happens in the back end rails. Once we have it all figured out, yeah, like everyone else doesn't matter at all. So, no, I, I, I like I like I like that tackle. Um, so so what's um what's. Uh, I guess maybe something that you've learned that we can leave the audience with as you've been an entrepreneur, you know, you know, with successes and failures and what's something you picked up along the way, maybe directly or indirectly through crypto too, that's like kind of helped you to push you to keep trying to find success. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just the thick skin that you develop. Like you can't, like you can't quit. You got to just keep going, especially like, like if there's a bear market, like there's value in, in weathering the storm of that. Just, Mm -hmm. just, to, just to prove that you're that you're legit and that you're in the space for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So don't quit. Yeah, yeah, short and simple. I like that. What about you, Petty? Got any questions? Yeah, um, kind of following up from that previous conversation you just had. It's like I've been I I try to preach as much as I can on the like. There's two things that blockchain can do, or like what the end user sees as 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 a, as a result of of blockchain technology or decentralized peer-to-peer networks or whatever you want to call it, right? And that's going to be, we can do something we already could do, but better, faster, stronger, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that whatever that entails. Or I can do something new that I could never do before. 
are you are which one of those are you trying to focus on uh, initially uh doing something better faster and stronger mm-hmm. um because because 50% of all the payment fees on a on a b2b supply chain network is a lot of money it's mm-hmm. a lot of it's a lot of cash it's yeah. a lot of cash to be saved it's a lot of money to put back in the in the pockets of, sh- of corporations. A ton of overhead who can, who can, could be who, who, who can, who can, well who who can enrich who can enrich the lives of the employees of the corporation. So like really it, it it all delivers on the value on the promise of blockchain, which is uh which is is to really go um and enrich the margins. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's the right way to do it. And that kind of just speaks to what we were saying earlier. You know, we gotta we gotta do what we can to do things that are sensible, that are sustainable, that works that keeps people eating week over week, you know, and getting paychecks and building because everyone in the world can't quit their jobs and nerd out about crypto for three, four, five, six months at a time alone in a basement and really get this stuff and just like come or, out. Or, with or, or three or, or three years. Yeah, or, yeah. or three years or three or seven or however many years we've been in the basement. Some people have like, some people have just the same amount of excitement and passion, but like not enough bandwidth in a given day. And they might have discovered crypto and they were like 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, whatever. Now they have full families underneath their belt that they've got to go home to and like take care of at the end of the day. Da, 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 da. They went through a couple of bull markets. They got comfortable, you know. <laughs> and so now, now it's a matter of like staying on top of that pace of learning. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's an ever evolving thing. So thankfully, we've got folks like you that are like, you know, hitting the ground. And you know, I enjoyed particularly your enterprise track that you guys like managed at uh, ETH Denver this year. Uh, when you guys came back for 2019, it was great. Glad there's more conversations around that. You know, it, uh, consensus was really honed in on the enterprise for a while with the Enterprise Alliance and whatnot. Um, but, you know, since they're like generalized restructuring and they're not like we're going to boil the ocean and do every use case and every POC under the sun. Now they're like, all right, let's hone in on the stuff that works because, you know, th- this business can easily get out from under us. And so now they just need to like focus on like, you know, their first principles and what it is they're, they're good at that will bring them forward. Um, and so, you know, enterprise remains one of those things, but it's one of those things that comes with the maturity of the infrastructure in the space before the applications follow that eventually trickle down to the generalized consumer. So the so it's important to never like kind of like give up and let up on the pressure on that end. So you know, thank you for coming on the show, Kyle, and um, you know, educating us on kind of the process and how you've been discovering on like how to build a business in this. And you know, we wish you the best of luck. Obviously, of course, as an advisor, and when you find success in that, um, we'd love to have you come back on the show and tell us how you did it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, man. I mean, we probably have like a good 55 guests who have said that same thing to to come back on the show. And at some point, I'm going to get back to so start a whole new show of people coming back <laughs> on the show. Right, let's start a new show. Black hey, well, wait, part, well, we, we, we started, we started, we started to see, <laughs> yeah, we, well, we started to see some success. So hopefully we'll be, we could be one of the first episodes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, like, you know, we've got, uh, we've got handshake and stuff coming out now. You guys are killing it, helping us over the Alliance helping us get things structured and set up and, you know, getting everything ready for developers. So, you know, uh, more power to you on that. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have this uh, episode out, out soon. And we, you know, glad we could help you out to, you know, uh, market your, your platform and also, you know, your vision to uh, the, the, the greater community. So thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Steven. As long as we are.